following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time now for the Sumner County Sports Podcast with your host, Zach Womble, covering high school sports all across Sumner County. Spring sports season is here now. Here's your host, Zach Womble. Hey, everyone. Welcome into another edition of the Sumner County Sports Podcast. And joining me, as always, behind the scenes is the one and only J.P. Plant. Does such a great job. As always, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast wherever you may be listening. You, of course, can follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP. The show on Twitter at Sumner Sports Pod and Main Street Preps at Main Street Preps. That show Twitter used to be the Full Court Press podcast, but I transitioned it to encompass all Sumner County sports. So if you would, please, please, please give it a follow. You can also check us out on Facebook at Main Street Preps, The Gallatin News, Hendersonville Standard, and The Portland Sun. Of course, The Gallatin News, Hendersonville Standard, and The Portland Sun are our newspaper that deliver every week to your doorstep Thursday morning. So make sure you subscribe to those so you never miss any action in your own backyard, whether that be sports or news. I want to give a quick shout out to the fans who tune in each and every week. Your support le- Your support is greatly appreciated, so I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Our top headlines this week are a few things. You can check out my Riley Gaines feature on MainStreetPreps.com. Riley Gaines was a standout swimmer for the Station Camp Bison before taking her talents north to Lexington, Kentucky, where she swam for four years for the University of Kentucky Wildcats, highlighted by multiple, multiple SEC championships as well as Olympic trial qualifier, NCAA tournament championship qualifiers, and much more. She holds six Kentucky records there in Lexington, and I tell you what, she was a lot of fun to talk to. You know, Riley made headlines as of late when she actually tied the first open transgender athlete, Leah Thomas, uh, in, in the NCAA event, in the 200. She tied for fifth place and the NCAA governing body elected to give Thomas their one and only fifth place trophy because they only had one on hand. Riley would would later receive her fifth place trophy in the mail, and of course that made national headlines, and she has definitely done her fair share of media the last couple of weeks, so I really appreciate her jumping on with me to talk about more than just that. Honestly, we talked about her time in the pool at Kentucky, her time growing up leading to Kentucky. What is what is life like for her after now that her swimming career is over and, of course, being a voice for women's athletics across the world. She is definitely using this spotlight to her advantage to speak out for many silenced women swimmers, many silenced women athletes, not just across America but worldwide. So she is taking full advantage of that. So she was a great interview. She was a lot of fun to talk to. If you haven't checked out that story, you can do so on MainStreetPreps.com. Again, that is catching up with Station Camp swimmer and University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines. And you can actually see that in our newspapers as well, the Gallatin News and the Hendersonville Standard. Carrie Tomlin did a wonderful job designing that B1 front in the Gallatin News. 
And she actually changed my headline, which was catching up to diving in, which actually is obviously a play on words for swimming. So uh, a really good story uh, from Riley. And you know what? Just a great interview and a great time to talk to. Other headlines in Sumner County this week is Mike Hendricks, Hendersonville High School baseball coach. The head coach looked for career win number 650 against Beach. It was scheduled for today on Wednesday, but with rain coming in all week here in the Middle Tennessee area, that game has actually been postponed until tomorrow. So Coach Hendricks will look for win number 650. Beach actually defeated Hendersonville Tuesday night at Beach High School 5-2, to two, and we'll get into that a little bit later to derail and postpone that win for Mike Hendricks, who has been at the helm for 30-plus years at Hendersonville High School, has done a lot of marvelous things. So excited to see when he gets that win, whether it be against Beach on Thursday or later on the season, you know that it is coming, and you know that career milestone will be celebrated. Also, jumping into this week's headlines are the Sumner County Track and Field Championships, of course, sponsored by the Gallatin News and the Hendersonville Standard. We'll get into more of this in a little bit as we welcome in Sumner County Championship Meet Director Brian Dickman to the show. Brian Dickman, also the head coach of Hendersonville High School. But the Sumner County Track and Field Championships kicked off yesterday on Tuesday at Hendersonville High School after getting delayed on Monday due to the rain. They made it work, but I tell you what, certain spots looked like ponds. They were siphoning out water from the long jump areas, and on the football field there were definitely pools of water that you had to enjoy. But whether it be the long jump, high jump, pole vault, discus throw, and many more events, it it was able to take place without a hitch. Several athletes were crowned champion of their field events. The running prelims also took place. And so, you know, those will conclude on Thursday. Coach Brian Dickman will get into that more a little bit later up after the break. But still, happy to see those championships go off without a hitch yesterday. I was one I was worried, honestly, because you know it rained all day on Monday and then Tuesday did not look great either. But you know what? They were able to make it work, and I'm excited to get into that interview with Brian Dickman. So stay tuned. After the break, we speak with Dickman himself about directing the Sumner County Track and Field Championships as well as his commandos. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game, 
you can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, a look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Nobody covers high school sports like Main Street Preps, bringing you hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, we've got a podcast for you. From the Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble, Casey's Take on Sports with Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange Sports Reporter Casey Patrick, the MSP North Podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller covering Montgomery and Robertson Counties to Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier with a macro view of prep sports in Middle Tennessee. Find the latest prep sports from Middle Tennessee from your Main Street at MainStreetPreps.com and find these podcasts dropping weekly on these Main Street media social platforms and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the Sumner County Sports Podcast. Here's Zach Womble. Thanks, JP. Yeah, a lot of great things over at MainStreetPreps.com. He listed all the podcasts that we do. I don't know anyone that does high school sports quite like Main Street Preps. So if this is right up your alley, then you should get in touch with us. Sumner County businesses, I'm talking to you there. We want to get you on the show. We want to get your voice out there. We want to get your business out there. So please reach out to us. We would love to hook up with you and create a sponsorship. Now, we welcome in to the show first-time guest and Hendersonville track and field coach Brian Dickman. Coach Dickman is the Sumner County track and field meet director, so we know he has a busy day ahead of him, and we just want to say thank you for joining us to the show. Brian, how is your Wednesday going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, you know, glad to be on and uh, you know, excited to talk about track and field. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us and for doing this. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Brian. You know, where are you from? Did you run track growing up? How did you get involved in the sport at the coaching level, you know, in, in your tenure here at Hendersonville High School that began in 2014? Uh, yes, uh, I, I grew up uh, I grew up in Wheeling, West Virginia, up in the northern panhandle. Uh, I, I ran track starting in uh, junior high school ran through high school and was part of a really strong track program at Wheeling Park High School um we were uh state or state runner-up three years 
that I've my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, and so just a great tradition up there, and it really helped me grow. I, I was a football player as well and saw the benefits of what track uh, did on the football field uh, and was fortunate enough to continue that into college. So uh, I did football and track through college and, again, was blessed to have some success, you know, uh, at the national level and get to, you know, a national championship meet in college and just, you know, and had some great mentors along the way. So I moved to uh, Hendersonville in 2011 um, for work. Uh, I worked in uh, kind of corporate finance uh, for an auto insurance company, acceptance insurance. And, uh, but, you know, when I, I met some of my neighbors, Coach Beasley, who is now the head football coach at Hendersonville, was one of my neighbors. And we were meeting and talking about our backgrounds. And I said, you know, I'd really love to give back to, you know, the sports that did a lot for me. So, you know, he said, hey, we're always looking for volunteers and, you know, and help. So I said, hey. And so in 2014, I, you know, he was still helping with track at the time. And Coach Parrott was the head coach. And I uh, talked to her and that's when I kind of joined there, you know, initially just kind of volunteering a few days a week. And it's just, and then, you know, within a year or so, it really came into a full-time role. And, you know, now, you know, been the head coach here for, you know, a few years now. And just, again, just blessed and just love kind of giving back to the kids and really seeing them uh, develop. You know, I've been a part of Sumner County Sports since uh, 2017, and it, and it seems like Hendersonville's track and field has, has continuously made made growth each year. Uh, you've obviously done some really good things, applied, you know, applied your knowledge to, to Hendersonville High School, coached some great athletes along the way. How would you assess your program as far as the growth that it has gone under in just such a short time with you kind of leading the way? Well, it's been interesting. It, it's kind of cyclical. Um, you know, it's, when I first started, the girls, we had much higher numbers on the girls' side. Um, a lot of soccer players uh, were coming out and uh, really developed there. On the guys' side, the numbers weren't, you know, we, you know, we didn't really have the numbers. Didn't have a lot of the other athletes athletes coming out um so we had success early on with the girls it's again you got to have the numbers you got to be able to fill out the events and you can't you know it's, it's nice to have those elite athletes but you got to have the, the role players as well to be able to fill out the relays to get those third fourth you know fifth places that get you points and meets and you know we were able to do that on the girl side um now, when Coach Beasley took over the football program, being a track guy himself, he really saw the benefits of what track can do for football players. So since then, our numbers on the guy side have really grown up. So this year, we have the most football players out. We probably have the most guys. We have like 45 guys out this year, uh, which is by far the biggest number I've had since I've been there in 2014. So, you know, it's when you have the other – it's really a relationship to get with the other sports coaches and, and help them understand and see the benefits of what track and field can do for their athletes in their sports, whether it's working on speed or agility or, you know, it's just training different muscles that they wouldn't use in those other sports that they now are developing through track. And when they go back to their other sport, they're more durable. They, they have better balance, they have better quickness. And so it really helps the athletes all around. I think it's, that's one of the bigger things that I've seen in Harrisonville that's really helping, especially on the guy's side. Yeah, most definitely. I, I agree with you. There are a lot of benefits um, 
two two running tracks. So all those things you listed, are you are you going out like you mentioned the relationships with the coaches? Are you recruiting in the hallways at Hendersonville High School as well? I mean, how how far are you go are you going to get kids to come out to uh, it, to the track and field team? Well, it's it, it's kind of tough not being you know really it's talking with the other coaches because in my situation not being you know a teacher I'm not at the school during the day so that is a challenge you know in our current setup uh, that you know so it's making sure that I'm building those relationships with those coaches and communicating with them and you know and getting those benefits and having them help me recruit those kids out there um, but uh, and they're you know they're pretty receptive to that and they're starting to see it you know they see the results of what um, some of these, these, uh, especially the football players coming out and having real success again last year, you know, we, you know, Jamison Wharton placed the highest in the hundred meter dash at the state meet that any boy's ever done. We actually qualified a relay that placed fifth at the four by one in the state meet. Um, you know, we had David Johnson in the, the, the long jump and the high hurdles last year. So, you know, it's kind of that success starts to breed and it gets momentum and we're starting to see that. It started with the girls at about 2018 and, I, you know, winning the county championship and Brooke Long kind of started, you know, with getting qualifying for the state meet a couple of times. Then we had Kayla Menchie and, you know, so we've now had continuous, uh, you know, qualifiers in the state and it just it starts to build a little bit more excitement. Most definitely. You're exactly right. Success breeds success, no matter the sport or the situation. You know, speaking of championships and winning, you know, Beach and Station Camp are looking to defend their team titles uh, on Thursday. How close are the Commandos to competing for their first boys championship and their first girls championship since 2018? Uh, on the on the girls' side, you know, this year the numbers are down uh, uh pretty substantial from our past years and we've just we've had some injuries so uh, it would be tough on the girl side but on the guy's side uh we actually are in probably one of the best positions we've ever been in so you know we we've set ourselves up pretty good for the finals on thursday i mean it's it's gonna be a really close but it may even come down to the last race it may come down to the four by four on who wins the meet between us beach and station camp so it's you know, I was kind of looking at how it may play out, and it, it's really tight. So it's, it's exciting. The, the guys are really excited. You know, you know we, we've done, you know, from the qualifying events, we've, we've qualified. You know, of course, you know, Jameson's kind of doing what he does. He, you know, put himself in great position in the 100 and 200. He won the long jump yesterday. Um, but we've got two other guys. You know, we qualified three in the 100-meter final. Uh, Aiden Powell and C.J. Lewis are in the 100. Uh, we've got Garrett Jones is in also in the 200 final, so we got two there. We've got two in the 400 uh, with Garrett and Landon Trader. Uh, you know, our relays should be very competitive. Oliver Cunningham, you know, he's a freshman running distance. He got um, fourth in the two-mile yesterday. You know, Beach is really tough in the distance races, and they're going to, you know, really show out there. But as a freshman, he's going to put himself in the mix, and that's key. You know, and I, I help these guys understand every place we get is points to the team. So it is, you got to battle to the end. But, you know, the in the prelims, our, our throws did, you know, Kyle Duvall and Justin Biggs and Caden Friesick and Aiden Powell did great. We went one, two, four in the shot, one, two, five in the disc. So, you know, everybody's kind of doing their role. And, you know, you know, Jamison's kind of leading the pack, but we've, there's a number of role players that are out there. 
Most definitely. Jamison Wharton uh, headed to Vanderbilt University on a football scholarship next year, but has been a standout on the track and, and one of those beneficiaries to, to running track and field. Uh, Coach, obviously Hendersonville has the county track at its school, so with that comes hosting several events, including the 20th annual Sumner County Track and Field Championships, so what we were talking about. You know, this week maybe prep looks a little bit different with all the rain for your school, but what does it take to pull off event, an event like this each and every year? Oh, the biggest thing is the volunteers and the coaches pitching in. I mean, it's Hendersonville hosts it, but let me tell you, every school and coaches pitch in, parents pitch in, whether it's from the concession stands, you know, obviously we, you know, yesterday we get up there and our long jump pits are completely underwater. And, uh, you know, within an hour, it was amazing. We were able to get one of the pits together and what it looked like by the time we were, I wouldn't have imagined we get there. So, I mean, it is, the coaches from all the other schools. I mean, everybody just comes and and does their part and is willing to help whatever they need to do. And and that's because we all have a passion for track and field. It, you know, it may not get the publicity or, you know, that a football does or basketball, baseball, but the people that do love it, man, it is, it's a consensus of we will do whatever we can because it just gives so much and we enjoy it. Well, Coach Dickman, I really appreciate your time today for joining me. I look forward to Thursday wrapping up and seeing how it all shakes out. But, Coach Dickman, thanks again for joining us on the Sumner County Sports Podcast. All right. Anytime. Thanks, Zach. Stay tuned after the break. We will hand out our Player of the Week award as well as view a few other items from around the county, and we will end the show with a little extra innings baseball, so you don't want to miss that. Nobody does what Tennessee's doing. It is, it is incredibly hard to perform at that level, much less replacing the players Tennessee replaced. I think everything pointed to, if you know the way the league usually works, you can kind of guess that to say, well, they were this last year, they lost that, they gained that. You know, you can usually peg them in a range where you're pretty sure that it's going to fit at the end of the year. What they have done is mind-blowing. And I've never seen a team doing what they're doing right now. I have seen some of Tim's teams do this before, where you get to the midseason point, you, you just don't know where the, this team is going. You're not even sure if it's, it's, you know, good or great. You don't know what it is. And then the season, he's pushed all the buttons. Um, and, you know, they've won a national title or something like that. We've seen that happen before. I, I don't know. Um, and the thing is that makes it so tough is I don't understand their offense right now, though. I, I don't get – you know, you watch them three weeks ago. They're coming off they're, – they're on an 18-game winning streak. And, and number 18 was 10 nothing over South Carolina, and it's building on Friday night. You can tell the angst is 
through the roof with league executive coaches. I mean, I first of all, I cannot relate, but everyone is on the edge of their seat just trying to get ready for this game coming up against the unknowns. I think we as a people give ourselves too much credit. Listen, my dad yes. is probably the worst driver on the planet, right? So when they come out with self-driving cars one day, he's going to he's going to buy one. And it, and there's that mindset, right? Everyone's like, I would never have a car drive for me. What if it malfunctions? It's like I I I drive in Nashville traffic every single day for like three hours. I see how terrible human drivers are. I think people give themselves too much credit. So they're like, oh, the ball and the chip will mess up. No, it won't. And if it does, it'll be like a one-time thing and it'll be fixable. As we bring in the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, who sits in our studio today and that was awesome. <laughs> I hope you will clip that out. I hope you heard that. Uh, <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back into the Sumner County Sports Podcast. As we wrap as we begin to wrap up the show today, let's jump into one of our favorite segments that we try to do each and every week, and that is our player of the week segment. And we are handing that to Beach Pitcher Cooper Johnson. Johnson finished this week 2-0 versus Station Camp in Hendersonville, helping the Bucks move to 3-2 in District 10-4A standings, which is good enough for second place. Johnson in his two starts through 11 and one-third innings combined, giving up 11 hits, one earned run, and striking out a combined 17 batters on 170 total pitches, which was 85 in each game. Of course, Beach beat Station Camp 6 to nothing last week, and then Hendersonville 5-2 to on Tuesday night to hand the Commandos their first district loss of the season. So Cooper Johnson, our Sumner County Sports Podcast Player of the Week this week, going 2-0 and fanning 17 batters. Other notes from around the county include Hendersonville soccer with their trip to the Bearden tournament turned out well for them. They showed well playing Science Hill, Bearden, and Farragut. Station Camp Soccer, they were able to add two from Nashville SC, including Jack Kemp and Connor McLean. Actually went to Station Camp last week to cover their match against Columbia Central, and Columbia Central played spoilers to that story. Uh, I was going to tell a story about how Jack and Connor added this different dynamic to the Bison uh, in the midfield, but Columbia Central wanted no part of that story as they absolutely drilled the Bison to a five nothing uh, to a five nothing shutout. I actually wrote that story for Columbia Central, and you can check that out on MainStreetPreps.com about how Columbia Central relishes in the underdog role. So they will be a team to keep a lookout for in Class 3A uh, this season. Other notes from around the county upcoming this week: we've got Gallatin baseball versus Station Camp, which will be a great, great baseball game. Station Camp and Beach Softball are tied atop the District 10-4A standings at 4-0. The two teams were scheduled to play this past Monday, but that got rained out and has been rescheduled for April the 30th. They actually will play their first game at Veterans Park on April 19th, and I am very much looking forward to that contest. little extra innings baseball, as I promised you earlier in the show, Looking at the Tennessee baseball team setting a record for their 12-0 start in conference play. Never been done before. They were 30-1 on the season and then were upset Tuesday night in Kodak, Tennessee at the Smoky Stadium, falling 
to the mighty Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles, now 30-2 on the season. And as a Tennessee baseball fan, I am not upset in the slightest. I wondered when they were going to find the next loss. They had won 23 in a row, and I am actually anxious to see how they respond to some adversity. So, baseball, the great equalizer, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations to Tennessee Tech on their first ever win over a number one ranked team in program history. A lot of Tennessee Tech alumnus around here in the Middle Tennessee area, so a lot of people were excited to see that victory. So again, congratulations to the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles on taking down the number one ranked Tennessee Volunteers and ending their 23-game winning streak. That will do it for today's episode of the Sumner County Sports Podcast. As always, we end the show with a shot on that there basket. I've made three in a row. See if we can't go for four. Let's check it out. I blocked the last three I've noticed on the playback. I'll try to let you be able to see if I make or miss, but here we go. I didn't make it, but you see the backpack there landed in the backpack. So, Jordan Shrug. I'll see you next week.